Our scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan. And he was there with the wild beasts. And the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. So the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is a familiar scripture in one way or another that we hear it almost every Lent. And in the different Gospels, it's told a little differently each time. But in it, Jesus goes to be baptized, and then he goes to the wilderness, and there he's tempted... And then he begins his ministry. And I started thinking about why was Christ in the wilderness? He was tempted there, but I don't know if that was really the main purpose of him being in the wilderness. And so looking for answers, I started looking at what happened before he went and what he did after. And before he went, he went and he was baptized by John. And this was not something he necessarily needed to do. That the people going and being baptized were being baptized because they needed to be cleansed of their sins and needed to be able to be made pure so that they could start over again. John even tells him, I should be getting baptized by you, not you baptizing me. This isn't something you need. And he says, no, this is something that I want to do. This is something I need to do. And in that way, Christ shares in our baptism. He shares in that promise of the water. That in the days of Noah, Noah saved people, and he cleansed the earth with water. Now we are cleansed, and he saves all people. But with Christ comes something different. As John said, that he would baptize with water, and there was one coming after him that would baptize with fire and the Holy Spirit. And as Jesus comes out of the water, the Spirit descends on him like a dove. And he hears the voice from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Now if this were me, I would be out in the streets preaching right then and there because I would be so excited I wouldn't be able to keep it in. I would be out telling people the good news that God is there and God is there to save them and they should repent and they should turn. Instead, the Spirit sends him to the wilderness. And so I started thinking about other times that Jesus is alone. Nearly every time Jesus goes off to pray, he goes off somewhere where people can't find him or he distances himself from everyone that he is alone. So that when he goes off to pray... It's him and his Father in heaven. And he's there with the Spirit. 
and no one else. He prays and he gets himself right. And so I start thinking about this time in the wilderness. That he gets to the wilderness and he begins to prepare. Because immediately after this, he does go out and begin preaching. And he does go out and begin his ministry. But before that, he prepares. He separates himself from everything else. And he goes out in the wilderness and he gets ready. Because his ministry isn't simply going to be going out and saying, repent. No, it's going to mean that he's going to be challenged. He's going to be challenged on how he interprets scripture. He's going to be challenged on how to handle money. He's going to be challenged on how to handle sinners. He's going to be challenged on how to heal, who should be healed, when when do we heal people. He is challenged on everything. So he prepares. He prepares to make sure that he is ready to make those arguments. That he can answer those arguments with a steady hand. That he can be calm when he needs to be calm and that he can be angry when he needs to be angry. That he is ready to go out into the world to change the world. And he's tempted. In his time in the wilderness, he is fasting and he is praying and he is preparing and he is tempted. Tempted to give up on his mission, tempted to give up on his purpose, tempted to give up on everything. And that happens when we separate ourselves. That happens when we're alone with our thoughts. If we're fasting, we are tempted because we will see something oh so delicious that maybe we should just break our fast for a moment just so we can sneak that in. That we set time aside for prayer. And while we are alone and we are in prayer and we are with God, we start having those thoughts. Well, you know, I needed to get the windows washed. Maybe I can cut this ten minutes short and I can go do that and make sure I get some of that done. Well, I guess I've got that laundry, so maybe I'll maybe I'll cut that short. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just pray while I'm folding laundry, and that'll be okay. Even if we are attempting just to be able to sit in the quiet and enjoy God's creation. The phone rings. We get an email. We pick up the newspaper. We pick up a book. We pick up our knitting. We find all these things that we do to keep us busy. We are tempted to stray from what we set our minds to do. So often we think about the things that Christ does and we think about them in the miraculous form that it was Jesus and we could never hold a candle to that and we don't think about what it says about our own lives. Now I don't think I can last 40 days in the wilderness fasting. I know that I'm not quite that strong. But I do know that I have to take time to prepare. That Paul tells us that we need to be prepared to present a good argument for our faith. That if somebody's going to challenge us, we need to be able to defend it. We need to be able to defend why we think the things that we do. But we also need to be able to do it courteously. We need to be able to do it with love. That we reproach things with love. But we also have to learn how to be angry. 
We don't often think about Jesus needing us to be angry, but we're told to be angry without sinning because we have seen Christ angry. And he got his angriest when he saw people being taken advantage of. When he saw injustice in the world, it caused him to be angry. When he saw people trying to cheat God, he got angry. When he saw people trying to treat the poor like they were nothing, he got angry. But yet when he dealt with people who disagreed with him, he did so in a kind and loving manner. He didn't think everything you have to say is stupid, so you're stupid, so go away. But how often do we hear people do that when we get into issues that are difficult, issues that are hard? We build up our walls and we go, this is what I think and I'm going to stay right here and nobody can change my mind. And when somebody says, well, why do you think that way? We go, because. If somebody asks me why I believe in Christ, I don't want to answer it, because. I want to be able to tell them that I serve a God who has seen me through so much, who loves me no matter what I do, because as long as I come back and I repent and I turn from the things I've been doing, He gives me hope. That I serve a risen Savior who died not just for me, but for all, for the sins of all, to redeem all. But I have to get to the wilderness so that I can prepare myself. Wherever that wilderness may be for each and every one of us, Lent is that time that we get ourselves there and we get ready. We get ready to laugh and we get ready to cry. We get ready to help and we get ready to stand up to things that we cannot allow. We prepare ourselves to be humble and we prepare ourselves to take a stand. We prepare ourselves to be kind. We prepare ourselves to give a defense of our faith. We prepare ourselves to make disciples for the transformation of the world. We prepare ourselves for the tragedy and the heartache of the crucifixion. And we prepare ourselves for the joy of the resurrection. But we prepare because it makes us ready. We prepare because it helps us to overcome all of those temptations. It makes us stronger in faith and stronger in love and stronger in mercy and stronger in conviction. It makes us stronger in Christ. Because we're willing to give it the attention it deserves. We are all called to ministry. In one way, shape, or form, we are called. Every person on this earth is called to ministry in some way. Some just refuse to hear Some don't know how to hear. We get to the wilderness so that we can be ready. It will not be easy. It will not always be enjoyable. People will challenge you. People will argue with you. People will mock you. And that's okay. Because it's up to us to stand up for what is right and what is good. If people feel they need to mock us for doing what is right and good, then let them mock us. If people want to argue with us over semantics, when we are saying that we need to love one another, let them argue their semantics, and we will love. We need to be able to prepare ourselves for the world that's out there. 
That just as we need to love when it's time to love, we also need to be ready to take a stand when it is time to take a stand. When we see injustice, we do not cower away and hide, but we stand on a sure foundation that we have built up in the wilderness, that foundation of Christ. Preparing is not always easy. It might mean disengaging for a while. It might mean taking some time away from all of those conversations and all of those things that we do and taking a moment to say, you know what, I need to get my act together and figure out what's truly important right now. It might mean stepping back and thinking about what truly matters in your life right now. It might mean letting go of some things so that you can focus and figure out what you really have time for and what you really want to be spending your time doing. But we get to the wilderness so that we can make those important decisions with God. But when we have that one-on-one time, our Father in Heaven is listening. And our Father in Heaven is speaking. It's up to us to get to the wilderness that we can hear that voice. That we can respond. And that we can ourselves Join in in ministry, proclaiming the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. That we serve a God whose righteousness and steadfast love endure forever. Who has seen fit to redeem not some but all who follow Let us prepare our hearts, our minds, our souls, our very being that we may serve this God with love and hope. That we may walk with Christ and that we may act in ministry with the Spirit. Let us take this 40 days to get ourselves ready that we, too, and minister to a world that is in so much need for hope, love, and peace that our God can provide. Amen.